Steve Austin. Hey, wrestling fans. Welcome back to Grapple Rap uh, here on the Retro Boys Podcast Network as well as Patreon.com slash Derek Lamont Experience. To get these episodes when they air on Sunday in their regular time slot, you do have to be subscribed to the Patreon. Um, I know generally they come out Tuesdays on the free feeds. I'm actually moving that up a day so they won't come to the free feeds till Wednesday. So if you want to hear this in its original time slot, got to subscribe. Again, that's patreon.com slash Derek Lamont Experience. Patreon.com slash Derek Lamont Experience. You have to subscribe at the dollar level, which is the lowest level. Um, yeah, I know I've been really, really busy. Haven't done many of these um, if you compare it to the gaming content I put out, but it's game season. Normally, this would be e, uh, E3 time, but of course, I'm not going to go deep into that because this is the wrestling podcast, not the gaming podcast, and I've told that story many, many times. Our top story, unfortunately, our good friend Jeff Hardy was arrested again. Um, from Bleacher Report Wrestling, Tony Khan released a statement after Jeff Hardy was arrested Monday on three charges, including felony DUI. Hardy has been suspended without pay and can only return upon su- successfully completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. Um... This really sucks because you just want Jeff to win, right? Um, he's one of my favorite guys, one of my favorite tag team wrestlers of all time. Um, I remember when he and Matt came out at uh, WrestleMania, I think, 33 or whatever it was, the one in Orlando where they were the secret um, opponent, which word had gotten around that they were going to be competing, but when they came back to WWE, it was huge. Amazing fucking pop. Um he, you know, for whatever reason, uh, can't seem to make it past his demons. But I'm praying for him. Um, as far as the situation goes, again, AEW star Jeff Hardy was arrested shortly after midnight last night in Volusia County, Florida. Volusia County jail records show that Hardy was booked into the jail uh, at 12.45 a.m. on charges of driving while license canceled, suspended, revoked, violation of restrictions placed on driver's license, and DUI, alcohol, drugs, third offense within the last 10 years. Now, this happened... I collected this data on Monday. I'm recording this on Tuesday, so this happened Sunday, maybe late Saturday night. Uh, Hardy received a surety cash bond of $3,500, $500 for the license charges, and $2,500 for the DUI. He is currently still incarcerated at the S. James Foxman Justice Center, Justice Center in Daytona Beach, Florida. Florida, I'm sorry. Hardy is scheduled to appear in front of a judge for his first hearing, June 14th at 1:30 p.m. Um, that would be today, which I'm recording. Um, per Mark Remondani of ESPN, Jeff Hardy's two blood alcohol tests were 0.294 and 0.291. There is no sugarcoating that 3.7 times the legal limit. Okay. Uh, per, per the Florida Highway Patrol arrest report on Jeff Hardy, a white car was seen swerving and running off the roadway Monday around 12.30 a.m. When the officer made a traffic stop and engaged Hardy, the wrestler seemed to be in a stupor and confused per the report. Um, again... This is just really, really sad. I I want him to be healthy and safe, and I do want this to stop. Um, it's his health is very, very important to me, among other things, and his safety. And it's hard when you see your heroes go through things like this. But the thing people have to remember: they are regular people, just like us. Um, but unfortunately I don't ever want to be like well it's par for the course for that person because that's a shitty thing to say it's happened all too much and we really really do hope that he gets the help that he so desperately needs because 
Jeff Hardy's an absolute fucking legend. What the Hardys have done for tag team wrestling cannot be understated on any level. No matter if it was WWE, Impact Wrestling, or AEW. What the Hardys have done and what they represent, um, they've created a legacy. They may not, maybe none of their children will wrestle beyond this, but the Hardy name, if any of their kids do get into the business, the Hardy name will mean something in the business. And Jeff Hardy should go into the WWE Hall of Fame someday. I really, really want him to, but this has got to change. Um, so that's, you know, just the t tip of the iceberg. Now, Tony Khan did release a statement. Uh, quote, we were able to resume contact with Jeff Hardy this afternoon. AEW does not condone Jeff's alleged behavior. We made it clear to Jeff that we'll assist him in getting treatment for his substance abuse issues, which he has indicated that he's open to receiving. In the interim, he is suspended without pay, and he can only return to AEW upon successfully competing treatment, completing treatment and maintaining his sobriety. Um, if you are a loved one, you or a loved one needs help, please reach out to SAMHSA's National Helpline, 1-800-662-HELP. That's 1-800-662-4357. Tony Khan, President and CEO of All Elite Wrestling. Um, yeah, I am recording this on Tuesday night. Um, the show will go live um, tomorrow on all platforms. Um AEW is scheduled to be here in St. Louis tomorrow for Dynamite. I really, really wanted to get tickets, wasn't able to, but um, the Hardys are booked in a ladder match with uh, the Young Bucks and, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus, and clearly that match is not going to happen. I don't know if they're going to sub anybody out for that situation. Um, This, again, is just a very, very sad situation. Um... I don't know. And looking at the... Tony Khan did tweet four hours ago. Uh, AEW World Tag Team Champions Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus will defend the belts versus their longtime rivals, former champions of the Young Bucks, and a ladder match live tomorrow night on Dynamite on TBS. Uh, live Wednesday, Janu uh, June 15th, 8, 7 Central, St. Louis, Missouri. I believe this is at Chaffetz. I don't think it's at the Enterprise Center. I know it's not at the Dome. But... Obviously, there will not be a third participant. In, in, in lieu of adding someone in the place of the Hardys, it'll just be uh, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus versus the Young Bucks. So, I don't know. That's what's happening with that. Um, but, yeah, I just I really want what's best for Jeff Hardy. Um, I want him to be healthy and sober, and I want him to be there to watch his children and his nieces and nephews grow up, or nephews. I don't know if Reby and, and Matt have any girls. I think they have all boys. Beautiful family, by the way. I love Reby. Uh, I love Reby. I love Matt. I love the Hardys. I love the Young Bucks. I love Jungle Boy Luchasaurus. I love FTR. I love tag team wrestling, right? Um, big point of all of this, though, I want Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, I'm sorry, sober and healthy. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people who are all on Twitter saying, oh, we got another St Tammy Stitch, a.k.a. Sunny situation on our hands. We're not going to go there. We're not going to go there, okay? We don't trash people on this show. If I'm going to be critical of somebody, I'm going to be critical of them. But I would never use someone's handicap against them. Alcoholism, um, substance abuse, those are handicaps. All right? Those are handicaps. Point blank, period. So, I don't know. Moving right along. Not a big show today, but anyway. Um, this interesting was this news was very, very interesting to me. Um, whew, this comes from WrestlingNews.co. 
Dark Side of the Ring put on hold, WWE will be heavily involved with new Vice series. This gave me immediate pause when I saw this because the show was fucking perfect without WWE being involved. Now getting these in-depth stories about things uh, that have happened to former WWE superstars, pretty much bet that's over. Article says, Vice will continue to feature wrestling, pro wrestling programming on their network, but they are going in a different direction. SESScoops.com reports that Dark Side of the Ring is currently on hold. The show drew ratings for the network, but there was said to be a turning point with the show after the controversial plane ride from Hell episode that includes stories about what happened in the infamous 2002 plane ride with WWE wrestlers on board. The story noted that several legends were contacted and passed on participating. Jim Ross and Tony Schiavone have said publicly on their podcast they would not be taking part in future shows. The story adds that Dark Side of the Ring creators Evan Husney and Jason Eisner will be involved in a new Vice project that will have a sanitized tone and is being described as a show with Campfire Talks about the old days of wrestling. WWE will also be heavily involved with the show with big names including Stone Cold Steve Austin. In March, WWE issued a press release to announce that they have expanded their deal with A&E to produce 130 new hours of programming. A&E has an ownership stake in Vice TV. And here's where the shit comes. This is why it's messed up, right? Um, we're not going to get Dark Side of the Ring in the capacity that it was. These campfire talks, it'll be, oh, well, remember that time Andre did this? Or remember when Honky Tonk Man did this? We're not getting that stuff again. We're getting very toned down. Um, these these good stories that are supposed to make make you feel good about being a wrestling fan, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Dark Side of the Ring showed us that there is another side. Um, you know, the death of Owen Hart, um, the Chris Benoit situation, um, the Chris Canyon situation. So many good episodes. Luna Vachon, so many phenomenal episodes. The the Von Erics, great. Top to bottom. I loved every single episode. This is very, very on brand for WWE wanting to clean up everything. When it's funny because they made the most money probably in their history during the Attitude Era where they let everything just hang out. Um, well, the company went on to be publicly traded during that era. and Now, obviously, you had the Network Era, which was very short-lived considering it started in 2013 and I think, what, or 2014? Network started in 2014 and it switched over to Peacock in, what, 2020, 2021? Uh, so it's definitely different. I'm pretty sure they're making a pretty big chunk of change from their deal with uh nbc universal but we're not gonna get that gritty edgy stuff we're just not and i guess maybe we won't even get dark side of the ring anymore because they say it's on hold to do these this campfire kind of talk show about the old days of wrestling look jimmy hart mean gene oakland you know hacksaw jim duggan who i'm praying for his health a lot of these guys I grew up on. They're the reason I am even into wrestling today. Which is perfectly fine. That's what, you know, Legends House on the network was for. I don't want them to whitewash this, but it seems like it's too late. It seems like it's too late. But for these guys, um, Evan Houston and Jason Eisner, I'm sure these guys watch a lot of WWE programming coming up, and I'm pretty sure that if Vince McMahon gives you a call... As a wrestling fan, it's a dream come true, and you're probably going to be willing to do whatever. If Vince McMahon called me right now and was like, hey, pal, you know, do you want to do this and the third? I sit here and talk this shit, but at the same time, if Hunter or Vince called me 
number one, I'm taking the call. They're like, we're going to fly you out to Stanford. I'm fucking getting on the plane. There's a lot that I would, you know, I hate to say it, to be in the position of people that you've held on a pedestal, you can, you, you may compromise things, right? A million artists have said that the, I would never let the re record industry jerk me like they jerk these other artists. Artists, I'm sorry. But you put the contract in front, of somebody, in front of somebody who, you know, grew up in poverty or something like that, you're willing to compromise a lot of things. So, you know, I don't know. I'm just, it's really shitty because we're all like, when are we getting Dark Side of the Rings next season? And now we know why. So I don't know. Moving right along, Tony Khan reveals AEW's Double or Nothing Early Estimated pay-per-view buys. All Elite Wrestling recently held their Double or Nothing pay-per-view event, which featured CM Punk defeating Heyman Adam Page to become the new AEW World Champion. Adam Cole defeated Samoa Joe in the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation's Men's Tournament, and Britt Baker defeating Ruby Soho in the finals of the Owen Hart Foundation Women's Tournament. AEW has reportedly been drawing more than 110,000 pay-per-view buys in, the, in their last four events, which includes 2021 Revolution event, which drew a total of 135,000 buys. The 2021 Double or Nothing pay-per-view, which drew a total of 140,000 buys. The 2021 All Out event, which drew a total of 205,000 buys. And the 2021 Full Gear pay-per-view, which drew a total of 145,000 buys, meaning that All Elite Wrestling has really had a major success in running their pay-per-views. Uh, All Elite President Tony Khan recently spoke with News for Jax on their Double or Nothing event and how the pay-per-view event was able to draw an estimated total of about 150 to 150,000 pay-per-view buys, which is a big increase from the 2021 Double or Nothing pay-per-view, which is able to draw a total of 134,000 to 140,000 buys. But it has not been confirmed yet what percentage of the pay-per-view buys were from the tradition, excuse me, traditional pay-per-view or from streaming through Dave Meltzer. Uh, streaming, I'm sorry. Though Dave Meltzer did mention on a recent wrestling observer newsletter that the 150,000 to 155,000 pay-per-view buys for a pay-per-view pay-per-view buys for AEW's double or nothing event were from traditional um the 150 to 155,000 buys for double or nothing 2022 event will make the show the company's third best-selling pay-per-view in AEW history only behind 2021 all all-out pay-per-view which was able to draw 205,000 buys and the 2022 Revolution pay-per-view, which is able to draw 165,000 to 173,000 buys. In addition, excuse me, in addition to the huge pay-per-view buys, the 2022 AEW, AEW Double or Nothing pay-per-view event was also able to draw a total of 1.1 million in gate, which is the promotion's first ever gate of over a million. Due to uh, the huge gate, the 2022 Double or Nothing pay-per-view has now joined the NJPW Ring of Honor G1 uh, Supercard event as the 81st CMLL anniversary event that was the only non-WWE wrestling events in North America to draw a gate of over a million dollars. So congratulations to Tony Khan, everybody over at AEW, Nick and Matt Jackson, uh, the Bucks, of course. Um, everybody on the card, Eddie Kingston, Chris Jericho, the Jericho uh, Appreciation Society, um, Brian Danielson, John Moxley, <coughs> excuse me, William Regal, Dr. Britt Baker, Ruby Soho, Samoa Joe, Adam Cole, <coughs> excuse me, Thunder Rosa, Serena Deeb, etc., etc. Uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the card. It was great wrestling. It was very gritty. On YouTube, the little preview show 
felt like a pay-per-view boxing setup. So it felt really, really intimate, and it felt really, really good, as opposed to, I don't want to shit on WWE because I watch WWE content, but when you turn on the network for the pay-per-view pre-show, it feels like almost like a celebration. You know what I mean? And it's like, no, this is, this should be, we're, you know, some of these wrestlers call themselves prize fighters it should have a prize fighting feel and it doesn't i want it to feel gritty and more grounded in reality and, and aew has done a great job uh pulling that off so congrats to them my next article comes from sports kita actually my next two articles this one i saw and i was like i absolutely have to address this because he's right on jim Cornette wrestling legend corny says current wwe title is the ugliest championship belt now, I would not agree, uh, agree exactly with that because I don't think the WWE main titles are bad, either the men's or women's. Former WWE personality Jim Cornette feels the Intercontinental title is the ugliest title he has seen. This I 100% agree with. The classic IC strap, the Macho Man Randy Savage, um, um, Honky Talk Man, um, Jesus Christ, I can't think of. The one that Cody Rhodes brought back, um uh macho man um ultimate warrior that strap that's the best ic title ever okay fucking flawless article goes on to say the new design of the intercontinental title was introduced by wwe in 2019 on smackdown the title was introduced by Sami Zayn on the brand with shinsuke nakamura holding the belt the new belt for the first time Cornette discussed the Intercontinental title match that took place on SmackDown on the latest episode of the Jim Cornette Experience. Before analyzing the title match between Gunther and Ricochet, Cornette blasted the title design, calling it abysmal. Quote, By the way, is the Intercontinental title belt one of the ugliest championship belts you've ever seen? It's absolutely abysmal. It looks like the AWA belt after Hanson ran it over with his tractor, said Cornette. Um... I have to agree with Corny. I hate the, the I hate the IC belt. I hate the new uh, U.S. Championship belt. I would love to see them resurrect the WCW U.S. Championship belt because I absolutely love that belt. Even the belt that they just retired for the U.S. title, I didn't think it was bad. the The flag on it, I get it. It's the U.S. title, but also having the Statue of Liberty uh, plates on the side, like. The Statue of Liberty is not the only iconic structure in the United States of America. So I thought that was kind of strange. It's like, if it was the New York championship title, I get it. But since WWE, WWE technically operates out of the tri-state area, I guess I could see why, but I don't know. I think Corny's 100% spot on. That IC belt is fucking hideous. Okay, uh, I've been screaming for them to get rid of these belts. Apparently, it has a lot to do with the fact that Vince didn't want to... Uh, there was some sort of disagreement between Vince and Reggie on royalties for the belt, and Vince apparently did not want to pay royalties. Um, you can still find the classic WWF and WWE title belts on the WWE shop or on eBay. I found a bunch of them, and I'm probably going to invest in some of those at some point. Um, especially like the, the classic tag team belts. Those are my favorite tag belts. Like the current tag titles could do without, um, the, the winged Eagle WWF championship, the Shawn Michaels, Bret Hart, Hulk Hogan, Savage. Those guys love that belt. The attitude era, big winged Eagle, Hunter, Rock, Austin, love that belt. Um, 
the current WWE and Universal Championship belts and the Raw Women's Championship and the SmackDown Women's Championship, I don't have a problem with those belts. It's the mid-card belts and the tag and the tag belts that just really rubbed me the wrong way. I actually prefer the women's tag team title belts over the the uh, Raw and SmackDown tag team title belts. So that's just my two cents on that. But I, I spot on with Corny. And I've been saying this, and if you guys follow me on Twitter, you've seen me tweet this multiple times. Like, those belts are fucking hideous, and I wish that they would get rid of them. But, alas, it doesn't seem like that's going to happen, so I don't know. Um, Again, next article also coming from Sports Kita. Um, he didn't want a job for Hogan. Jim Ross says WWE legend refused to face Hulk Hogan at WrestleMania and put him over. One of WWE's most iconic moments took place at WrestleMania 3 when Hogan body slammed Andre the Giant. The company wanted to replicate the moment with Hogan and the Big Show, also known as Paul White, at WrestleMania 23. But Big Show wasn't willing to do the job. This is very interesting. Um, and I would have to imagine this probably, I'm going to read on in a second, I have to imagine this has to go back to the WCW days where Hogan refused to put younger talent over. And to be completely honest with you, I love Kev. Um, Kevin Nash, I don't know how guilty of he is of this as well, but a lot of the top tier guys in WCW would not put over the younger talent, and that's the reason WCW is defunct and property of Vincent Can- Kennedy McMahon Jr., and Titan Sports and the WWE. That's why. That's why that company failed. They had an immense amount of talent. Think about all the young talent they had that went on to be main event guys at WWE. I'm not going to bring up the name, but you know a certain guy because of certain issues, so we're going to keep him out of it. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, great run in WWE. Rest in peace to Eddie Guerrero. Chris Jericho, great fucking WWE run multiple times. WCW would not do anything with guys like that. So a lot of guys got over to WWE and got over, whereas WCW pushed them down the card. Um, At WrestleMania 3, Hulk Hogan did the unthinkable when he became one of the few men to have slammed Andre the Giant in a high-profile match. There were plans to have a nostalgic segment or match where Hogan would do the same to the Big Show, who was the biggest guy on the roster at that time. Speaking on Grilling JR, Jim Ross stated that the company did consider having that angle since it was the 20th anniversary of WrestleMania 3. However, Big Show was not at all interested in it, according to Ross. Quote, he had a bad back and wasn't willing to sign a new deal with the company at the time. The Giant wasn't willing to put Hogan over either. Quote, other than his back being problematic, he didn't want a job for Hogan. I'm sure Big Show thought it's my time for Hogan to put me over, and that was never in consideration, quite frankly, said Jim Ross. Um... While it is arguable as to who should have come out on top, fans definitely would have popped if the iconic moment of WrestleMania history had been recreated. The Big Show later paid homage to the moment with the former WWE superstar in the Andre Memorial Battle Royale at WrestleMania 30. Um, In hindsight, Jim Ross also mentioned that the company did not put much pressure on it and would have gone ahead if Show agreed to the plan. He said that he understood why the powerhouse was reluctant given the situation with his bad back. It's something that multiple big men have to go through as they put a lot of strain on their bodies. Now, years later, Paul White, with all of his hard work, is possibly in the, currently in the best shape of his career, which is true. He's got like a six-pack and everything. Paul White uh, show got in ridiculous shape because Vince wanted to do Big Show versus Shaq at WrestleMania. And show got in ridiculous, ridiculous shape. And apparently Shaq didn't take it serious. And at that point, Show was like, I'm not going to do it. If this guy's not going to take it serious and get in the gym and lose weight, then there's no point to even have the conversation. Um, But Big Show is shredded. Last time I saw him, 
The guy's just cut like a fucking brick. And I've heard that Show can really, really fucking go in the ring, but because he's a quote-unquote giant and they have to book him that way, they're not going to let him do a lot of things. Arn Anderson said it. I forget what year it was at the Hall of Fame that Show could do stuff off the top rope. He was quick. He's athletic. But they just would never let him do those things because you have to book him as the giant and that whole thing. So I don't know. But shout-out to Paul White, the big show. Like, I get it. And I know, like, part of it was the back, but also I understand him not wanting the fucking job to Hoban. Like, like, why, like, why is WCW not still around? Why? Because Hogan refused to do the job for a lot of guys. But, you know, the whole creative control and his contract led him to basically be able to, like, you know, the it, it's become a meme basically in the wrestling community. But it's like, yeah, that's not going to work for me, brother, is what Hogan would tell guys when it's like time to do a job for somebody. So, I don't know. And lastly, this comes from WrestleTalk.com. Backstage note on decision to unify WWE and Universal titles. This is very interesting when I saw this earlier. A backstage note is emerged from the decision to unify both WWE and Universal champions uh, championships. Since defeating Brock Lesnar in their winner-take-all bout at WrestleMania 38, Roman Reigns has been acknowledged as the undisputed WWE Universal champion. Keep in mind that was April 1st and 2nd. It is now June 14th. Okay. <laughs> Reigns hasn't defended his golds since April and last wrestled at WrestleMania Backlash on May 8th. The Tribal Chief didn't appear at Hell in Cell and is also reportedly slated to miss Money in the Bank on July 2nd. Following reports that Reigns' WWE appearances will be sporadic this summer, Wrestle Votes have stated the WWE's intention when unifying the top titles was actually so that Reigns would appear on more shows. WrestleVotes tweeted, quote, according to a source that the creative decision to unify the titles was with the understanding it would allow Roman Reigns to appear on both shows more regularly. Reigns will defend his gold against Riddle on Friday's edition of SmackDown. A new stipulation has been added to the title defense, which you can read more about at a later time. Um, I don't know what's going on, but this title unification... They say the brand split's not done. Some say it is done. I don't know what's going on, but this clearly wasn't a great idea. It's not working out the way they thought it would. This is no fault of Romans. Um, Vince has to okay the time off. So, and, and I guess John Laurinaitis as well. If Roman's not on TV, well, he's on TV sporadically, but if he's not actually defending the belt, it's Vince's company. I mean, it's publicly traded, but we all know that all creative decisions go through Vince McMahon. And if this is what's going on, I don't have to necessarily like it, but at the same time, who am I to tell Vince McMahon to do with his company? I'm a WWE fan, but I don't have a deciding vote. I don't get to go into creative meetings and cast a vote or anything like that. So I don't know, but it is, it's, it's really shitty that you have a championship, two championships, might I add, that are not being defended. Uh, with all the other issues going on, obviously the Women's Tag Team Championship because Sasha and Naomi in that situation, and we're learning more and more that a lot of people are like, yeah, the those belts were disrespected. If you look at how they were supposed to have this tag team Women's Tag Team Tournament to crown the new champions, and oh, well, lo and behold, that hasn't happened. So Sasha and Naomi were right. So, you know, we look at everything right now, and then you have the two top titles in the promotion not being uh, defended. You're just walking around on Roman's shoulder with the damn things. So, 
you know, I don't know. This is Vince's company. I don't get to say so, but I think this is really fucking nuts that you could have pay-per-views and not have your world title be defended and not just one, but two of your top titles because you have one guy holding both, right? This is why I think unifying the titles is a bad idea. And could we see the same situation with the WWE Tag Team Championships? I don't know. But I thought this was all a really, really bad idea and it's kind of proving that at this time. So I don't know. Um, AEW is without their world champion because he's injured. We don't know what's going on with Roman. So I don't know. Anyway, that's my time for today. That's all I got for you guys. Obviously, watch SmackDown, watch Dynamite, um, watch Rampage, watch Raw, um, watch NXT if you must. I don't know. I just can't get behind it right now. The product is really, really bad. Um, there's no shade to the wrestlers. I just don't know what they're doing with the direction that they're going in, in, in NXT. But alas, uh, again, not my company. Um, I'm going to end this podcast like in every other podcast. Believe in yourself first and foremost because if you don't believe in yourself, nobody else will believe in you. As always, my name is Derek Lamont Jackson. That is my time. I got to go. You guys have a good one. Peace out. I am C.M. Punk. <laughs>